Well, we are entering our final descent into week two, and I was today years old when I found out that Taco Bell doesn't actually sell Coke products. They sell Pepsi products. My apologies to everyone about that fatal mistake, but we move on to week two. Let's do it. I am the proprietor of this delicatessen, Salah Ali Shahid. And as I mentioned, we are entering our final descent into the week two main slate. A a sloppy main slate, to, to say the least. A lot of the big boys off the slate, as we mentioned, Wednesday. And a lot of surprise injury news to kind of sift through to see where our final plays are going to land as we approach the final block, lineup blocks for week Two. I am joined tonight by my two full-time employees. Chill, Baker. Chill. I have to start off. How's your brother? <laughs> I mean, he's doing good. You know, he's on a he's on a trip with the uh, with Rachel, and uh, you know they're doing their hiking and stuff around Utah, and I think uh, spending the last couple days in Vegas because that's what they flew in and. Uh, you know, we're here. We're I, here. I had to ask because I'm sure I'm the first person to ask about oh, how your brother's doing. Oh, for sure. Trip, so, Well, for sure. You're de- definitely the first. Okay, good, good, good. Because I'm concerned about his well-being. So, And you as, and as should, you should be. our family members, you know, this is when I go to doctor's appointments and everything. just want to make sure that the rest of my family is doing okay. So, I mean, you're not wrong, you know, for a future, for a future, you know, 71 as they call it at my place of business definitely could be uh on the list <laughs> yes i i'm very excited to be a part of that and speaking of family baker my son how the hell are you we're not going back why why why, why? just just why baker i was actually asked an interesting question by my actual son blaine that's if my that's my son that's if you're son. not my son, does that make you two brothers? No, because Blaine's my son. You're his uncle. Like, whoa, whoa that's not that. Whoa, whoa, listen, Dominic. Okay, we've been over this. Just because you say it doesn't make it true, goddammit. Do I sense a ladder match coming up? Yeah, I sense a ladder match for a contract here where uh, Vicky's not going to get her cue, and I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> Would that, so in, in this scenario, is it Nikki missing her cue? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. That that makes all where, the the, where the hell was Nikki? <laughs> God damn it! But I digress. Um, and, uh, chill. Were you aware that um, Baja Blast is actually a Pepsi product and not a Coke product? I thought Mountain Dew. So I initially thought Mountain Dew was a, was a Pepsi product. But I wasn't sure. Then the other part of me thought maybe Mountain Dew was its own entity. So, I mean, shout out to if somebody, uh, if somebody it was, said. It was, it was Ziggy. It was Darius. He, he's the one that pointed out to me on Instagram. Uh, well, shout out to him because uh, I, I wasn't sure. Like, I, I thought it was a Pepsi product, but, like, I didn't have enough conviction to correct 
the boss. <laughs> that's on me. That That's on me. And we're on the week, too. So, Baker, how are you actually feeling today? And how, how's the week two lineup building going for you? Well, one, I want to correct you on something else that you said. What? Well, you just said you're, you're here with your two full-time employees. But on Wednesday's show, you literally said that she was your only full-time employee. So, which one is it? Listen, when you work, you're a full-time employee. When you don't work, you're, you're a part-timer. But we both we both understand why I was not here on Wednesday. We, yes, and we, and we pointed that out several times on the show. As you made fun of the fact that I was on a literal line instead of this line. Hey, but listen, you're here now, and we're happy to have you. And listen, like, like, like Chill and I mentioned on the end of our last podcast, that we're hiring. So if you're listening... <laughs> If you're a listener out there and you want to be a part of the DFS Deli, please, by all means, hit me up on Instagram at DFS Deli. Hit me up on Twitter at DFS Deli. Yeah. I mean, we can, we'll have tree outs and, uh, oh, yeah. 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 We can definitely narrow this down. This yeah. We'll test just... your voice. We'll test your football knowledge or lineup building knowledge. I mean, the interview process is actually extensive, but we don't pay shit. So, right. Just Correct. remember, as you're going through this application process, you will not be reimbursed in any type of way. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme without actually getting the payoff. For <laughs> True. By so the like way, we're, I, we're, I, we're disguising our pyramid scheme as a marketing job, but we all really know what this is for. <laughs> we know this. We know what this is for. We Chill. Know. I appreciate the uh, longest yard shout out there. Tree outs. I appreciate that. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, I happen to agree. All right, boys. Injury news and notes before we jump into the contrarian plays. Can I say week. one last thing, Sully? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm on to week three. Damn. Why, 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 why are you on the week three already, bro? Well, week two, I was on a week one. I was on the week two. Week three, I'm a week two. I'm on the week three. Well, damn, Baker. Maybe if you enjoy the week, maybe you win. It can't get worse than last week. It literally cannot physically get worse than last week. Bro, did you score more points than me in the Daily Dog here? Barely. <laughs> okay, then it could get worse. <laughs> he said barely. I didn't crack triple digits either. Did Hold on. Sully, did we make any monies? No, no. There, okay. was, there, was, no, there was no return on investment last week. When Be- Sammy Watkins is locked into all your lineups, you are doomed to fail. When you have Mike, Ev- not Mike Evans, Mike Williams, get two catches for what, 14 yards? Yeah. And he blows up on Thursday. Trust me, I knew he was going to blow up on Thursday. And I'm like, of course you do. Of course. Of course. Of course you do. Of course. You bastard. And Justin Herbert also blew up on Thursday. Had a bunch of Justin Herbert. Had a bunch of Mike Williams. <sighs> hey, listen, watch Aaron Rodgers eat the Bears' soul Sunday night and be like, oh, he. Well, he- he is totally about to kill them. Like, he's going oh, yeah. to remind him that he's part owner of the Chicago Bears. Absolutely. But, again, we're focused on the main slate. And Sammy uh, Watkins is going to go stupid. Oh, just, bro, don't don't even. Don't even. Don't wish that upon your worst enemy. All right? I'm going to play Showdown just specifically so I can play Sammy Watkins one more time so you can let me down one more time. Before you go into the news and notes, I almost tilted my way into Max entering a Showdown on Thursday. Yes, I was still on tilt from Sunday on Thursday. I don't blame you, bro. Sunday was that bad. <laughs> I 
I, I felt horrible. I felt horrible for the uh, advice in bunny ears quotations that I tried to give out. I mean, if they just didn't listen, if they just you know did the opposite of what we do did uh, said, they made all the monies. Oh, Chili was fine. I I did fine. Chill doesn't count. <laughs> he does count. He's a member of this staff. Oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention oh, Studer, uh, Studer's cash games. Cash. We don't care about cash. No. no. I'm, I'm playing nothing but cash this week. Fuck you. Cash is so straightforward and stupid this week that there's no edge. So please play tournaments this week. Nah, just play cash. It's. I, yeah, I can play cash this week, go to sleep, and no, I've doubled up my money. I, 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 we're fine. Barring somebody got hurt, yes. Who cares? I still there's still gonna be seventy percent owned. You want to your cash game lineup? Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Daryl Henderson, Cincinnati Bengals defense, Greg Dortch, or random guy from Creative Player from the Indianapolis Colts is your salary saver. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Insert other random positions that we're done. Like who cares? Honestly, who cares? There's Al- your cash game. We're done. Alberto. Just, just like Alberto in there too. Fuck it. There's your cash games. We done. We done with that segment. We good. All right, podcast over. Uh, thanks for listening to the DFS. <laughs> like, I, 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 I love the people that grind out cash games. That, that That's fine. But to sit here and pretend like cash games are freaking hard, like, don't. Don't at me, bro. Like, cash games are stupid easy. <clears throat> Unless if you're the only, my only acceptable reason for playing cash games is you're building up your bankroll to eventually switch over to tournaments. That's the only excuse. Yeah, absolutely. For this show, at least. Right. Like, okay, okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm getting on a tangent, but I have to. So if you play cash, let's say you invested $1,000 a week in cash games, right? And every week your cash games are not going to hit. Let's be honest. So you play 17 weeks, in 17 weeks, 18 weeks, whatever it is now, in NFL season. You've won, I don't know, 60% of your cash games, right? You've invested $18,000 over the course of the year, and you've made a cool $3,000. So, and that's the higher end. So let's say you're a guy that pays that plays $25 in cash games a week. You've made a cool $75 over the course of a, of a season. Ooh, yeah, you really came out big there. Like, stop. Cash games are stupid. They're yeah. stupid. Agreed. In any way, uh, injury news and notes, Michael Pittman downgraded to out. Already um, down their other rookie wide receiver, and now they're putting out two uh, creative players at wide receiver for the Colts on Sunday. So <laughs> salary savers, uh, I I guess you can use those guys. Maybe. Uh, Saints beat reporters report that Alvin Kamara is actually doubtful for tomorrow's slate. So that muddies the waters in the backfield. Maybe maybe that's why that Taysom Hill ownership went up a little bit. Because, I mean, he's a pseudo running back, right? Yes. I mean, there's that. Uh, Ken Walker looks like he has no injury designation, so he'll be in, he'll be joining Seattle's backfield for the first time this year. Uh, Damian Williams for the Falcons, injured reserve, and looks like all systems are go for DeAndre Swift. Says his injury is not considered serious. He is all good. Rondell Moore out 
for the Cardinals. So that opens up once again, Greg Dortch in the slot against the Las Vegas Raiders, who got absolutely killed in the slot last week. And then off the board, uh, Justin Broken Rib Herbert. What a soldier he is, man. I mean, that guy. Is he, is he Kellen Winslow? I'm a soldier. Yeah, he might as well be. That guy. I'll give him some credit, bro. That was a, that was a Herculean effort to try and finish that game. My man had cracked ribs and was like, I'm still going to try to get this dub. He didn't, but good on him. Good on him. Uh, any other big injury news that I missed uh, before we jump into the contrarian plays of the week? Was there anything on Kittle? Is Kittle out? Oh, Kittle is out. Okay. I I was kind of looking for that. I kind of oh, figured he would be. Return but... week three. Grade two groin injury. Hoping to return week three. All right. So I guess we can jump right on into it. We go position by position to see if the see if the lower own plays. See if we can get some some leverage on the field with some of the chalkier plays. So if you look at some of the chalkier plays now for the quarterback position, and I know different sites have different numbers, but for the most part, uh, the typing guys are going to be relatively the same. So tell me if you guys see any difference in these top tier guys as far as ownership goes. So I got Derek Carr leading the way with Matt Stafford, and surprisingly, Kyler Murray is jumped up in ownership. Are you going off of FanDuel numbers or DraftKings? That was on FanDuel. On DraftKings, <laughs> I'm actually looking at the same thing. Uh, on DraftKings, I for me, it, it goes Carr, Stafford, and then Lance and Jackson are about the same. Okay, okay. So as I'm looking as far as projections when it comes to these lower-owned guys or higher-owned guys, is there any reason first – Let's start with the higher on guys. Is there any reason where you could get off that you want to get off of these guys? Because quarterback ownership doesn't necessarily make or break your lineups. We saw lineups winning last week with Patrick Mahomes. We saw lineups winning with Jalen Hurts. We saw lineups winning. I, I think the was it the FanDuel Millie or a hiring contest was won by Baker Mayfield. Uh, so I mean, there's that. But uh, I mean, my highest cashing lineup had Mariota. <laughs> hey, man, he did it with his legs, bro. You get a touchdown with your legs. That's pretty solid, bro. Marcus Mariota at 1%. That's deep. That's deep. But is there any reason to get off these top guys? Barring ownership, of course. I mean, at least for me personally, like – Derek Carr, I mean, Derek Carr is fine. I mean, but him being at the highest owner, highest ownership um, on both sites, I would rather just – I think it's just easier to fade quarterback ownership like that. So I, I would rather just fade it. I mean, but don't you feel it's a combination of price and matchup? I mean, like, we can't get a better price on a guy that can potentially get you the bonus. We know where the ball is going. It's going to three different damn guys. <laughs> That's it. So, and we saw Arizona look absolutely atrocious last week. Not saying, you know, Patrick Mahomes is good at football. He can make a lot of defenses look atrocious. But they were moving the ball last week, I mean, against the Chargers. And the Chargers are a much tougher defense than Arizona. So, I would just rather play guys that can I that I personally could believe offer the same 
effect at lower ownership. So who would a guy who who's one of the guys you would compare uh, Derek Carr to uh, at less ownership? Russell Wilson. So tell me why you like Russ this week. Uh, I think Russell this week uh, is playing is at home going up against Houston. We just saw Houston get torched uh, by Matt Ryan out of all people. Um, I think the Broncos are honestly going to put the ball more in Russ's hands. Um, his receiving options may be a little bit chalky, but so are cars. Um, and yeah, he's coming in at, at least a thousand more on um, on DraftKings. On FanDuel, they're pretty close um, in price, or if not, yeah, pretty close. Um, and Russell actually gives you rushing upside. Not that not to say that he's really going to use it all that well. So I, I don't even know if I could say that, but. Um, I think Russell Wilson can give you the same thing at less ownership. Um, I think somebody potentially like Joe Burrow could give you the same thing at less ownership. My only concern with Bur- with Burrow would be if Mixon um, takes all the points in that matchup. But, um, I mean, I think those are two options that could present the same thing, truthfully. I mean, I like the Burrow call, especially due to ownership. We know he's capable of going for 350 and four. However, however, you normally want teams to fight back. Like, who do you bring it back with on Dallas? I don't think you have to. I, I think, I mean, I think last year, too, it was apparent, like, in some of these games, you didn't need a, you didn't necessarily need a bring back. But if you were following those hard and fast rules, who on Dallas is worth a shot? Dalton Schultz? I right, you can play Noah Brown. Bro- <laughs> I mean, I guess there's that. I mean, if you just don't want to play CD Lamb. Who in their right mind would be playing CD Lamb? I don't get points for drops. <laughs> oh. Cause if I did, he would be the chalk. I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, if you're willing to take a shot on some of these other random wide receivers, I mean, Noah Brown kind of falls into that creative player. <sighs> Would you feel confident going into like a higher a higher dollar small field like tournament with Noah Brown? If I'm loading up, like at that point, you just need like. Would you play Joe Burrow with two wide receivers, or would you just go Burrow, Mixon, and Higgins, or Burrow, Mixon, and Chase? Yeah, I, I do that. I do that way. I do the Bengals onslaught. I mean, like I, I would try to encompass all their touchdowns at that point. So right. I go. I just go the higher end. Go Chase, Burrow, and uh, Mixon, and the Bengals defense. Just onslaught them. Don't run it back, and just hope for a complete domination spot here. Right. Because I think that's well within the range of outcomes. Yeah, I like that call. Um, Baker, any lower lower ownership guys here at quarterback? Because apparently uh, we were not supposed to judge you for what you have to say when it came to the quarterback position. All right, so y'all heard me uh, pre-show talk about how I'm interested in Danny Dimes. I'll get into that in a second. Don't judge me. I'm staying in the exact same game you were just talking about, Chill, but I'm on the other side. And hear me out. And hear me out on this. Hear me. No, legitimately hear me out on this. I know it sounds insane. Playing Cooper Rush sounds dumb. But if we're like once again, we, we rest in peace to Baker's lineups. They 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 didn't live a very long and 
fruitful life, but around the week three. The death of these lineups, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. May those lineups rest in peace, Baker. Go Cooper on, Cooper Rush. <laughs> I figured that was the right time to do that, right? But- Please explain to me how in the world you could fathom playing Cooper Rush. Please explain this to me. All right. So our our one game sample, which is not truly a sample, it's against and it was against one of the worst defenses in the league last year. But Cooper Rush in one game, three hundred and two touchdowns. Cool. This is a completely different defense. Understand that. I'm looking to come. I'm looking to see how I can gain leverage on everybody. So if you're telling me the Bengals defense, the chalk du jour, it might be the most popular play. Period. Tomorrow, not just at defense. Well, on DraftKings for sure. I mean, like twenty two hundred is a little egregious, but they're thirty nine on FanDuel. There's a debate there, but they still make for. A solid play. Anytime you see a defense against a backup quarterback, yeah, you're you're more inclined to play that. But if we walk into this, and there's a there there is a path because this Bengals defense aren't world beaters. Like we've seen them be good, we've seen them be bad, we've seen them be in between. They did not look fantastic week one versus Pittsburgh. They didn't look terrible, but they did not look fantastic. There is an outcome in which Cooper Rush can be solid. Am I expecting him to go for 504? No. But if you tell me Cooper Rush goes for 302 again and Dallas is serviceable and keeps that game somewhat close, sure. I can believe that. Not to mention the second Cooper Rush, if Cooper Rush does anything, not the second, but if he does anything, I'm instantly gaining leverage on every single team that played the Bengals defense. They're losing points. I'm gaining points, period. It is a it is a unowned stack, not a low-owned, an unowned. Hit, like, if I put him and C.D. Lamb together, and I understand, drops don't count for fantasy points. But, he can't catch, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wide receiver that literally can't do his job. You're like, we esta- like, we established on the Wednesday show, it'd probably be the first thing in the syllabus, which he <laughs> apparently didn't get. Maybe he got it this week. Maybe Cooper Rush brought it to work with him. Maybe. Maybe Dak didn't come prepared with all for all his skill positions. Like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Maybe Cooper Rush is smarter than Dak. Who knows? Yeah, but I if- mean, he is a, he is a sponsor for Sleep Member. So I mean, that's exactly what you know the Cowboys offense was doing. Straight up sleeping yeah, against I mean, the Cowboys. So you're not wrong. You are not wrong. That that offense looked deplorable on Sunday night. But I, like I'm just looking on how can I leverage everything that's going on, and Cooper Rush is an avenue to one a unique stack. I can build, I can throw the rest of the chalk with Cooper Rush and CD Lamb and just run. I have gotten unique enough. I'm off the chalk defense. I've if they do anything, I'm all, I'm automatically ahead of everybody who played that defense. I can play the rest of the chalk. If the chalk hits, I win. Period. Oh, boy. Uh, you know what? I, I'm not even going to poke holes in that because, you know, I on a Wednesday show, I, I my, my first guy in was Geno Smith. So <laughs> after after some serious text messages with uh, a, a fellow employee, I have come off of Geno Smith and did something a little more logical. So, yeah, as bad as I want to do it, I'm, 
I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Now, the second quarterback that I'm on, and I quickly alluded to it before I went into my Cooper Rush tant, was Daniel Jones. And it's the exact same thought process behind Cooper Rush. Saquon Barkley is the chalk, right? We've talked about it a million times on the show. Derrick Henry's the chalk. Who do you go to? You went to Ryan Tannehill. You went to A.J. Brown. Nobody's looking at. Now, I understand Daniel Jones is uh, pass catchers. Flip a coin. May God have mercy on your soul if you're trying to pair him up. I get that. One, this game is popular for some reason. And I'm not exactly sure why this game is so popular. But to get off of Saquon, how do you leverage Saquon? The, the, the name of the game is Daniel Jones. And is there an avenue, especially with, with some of the pass catchers that will be out there, that Saquon could not be uh, involved and they could take a, you know, a quick slant to the house old, uh, uh, circa Odell Beckham? You know, all you got to do is throw him the quick slant? Absolutely freaking loop. So it, I'm saying there are paths to these chalk players not hitting. And what if, if they do not hit, how don't they hit? That's where I'm focused this week. I respect the leverage. I mean, I I, I truly do. I just kind of want to get it in another way. Like there is, you need chalk in your lineups. Let's let's be honest about that. Absolutely, it's just picking your spots. You, you have to pick your spots. So I mean, while I can get behind your understanding, like if the running game is going to be popular, go to the passing game, and vice versa. Or load up in a unique way where it makes your lineup different from other uh, players that are, you know, popular in other lineups that are around you. Because the name of the game is not scoring the highest. The name of the game is beating everybody else you're going against. So I don't give a damn about the score. I just need to. I just need to. I just need to beat you. You know, that, that, that's all. That's all that matters. So I can respect those choices, man. Um, One guy I actually do want to talk about real quick is when it comes to upside and when it comes to a game that either could be real sloppy or could really shoot out is this Baltimore and Miami game. Tua Tunga-Vailoa has a path to get to 300, to get to slate breakers. I mean, when you can hook up with – and we know where the ball is going. It's Tyreek Hill, it's Jalen Wall, and that's it. So if I were to stack up a game that could create leverage to the field, like we're talking about, we know where the ball is going, and this is going to be a stack that no one owns, why not? Again, he's we're not throwing the scrubs here, okay? We're throwing a Jalen Wall and Tyreek Hill, all right? It could be a negative game script because Baltimore is going to score points. Why not? a double or maybe even a skinny with Tua to Hill, run it back with Bateman or Andrews or, you know, and, and what Chill and I talked about off air, we'll text it about Isaiah likely. Okay. I'm going to go back, you know, third more targets on the team over 50% routes ran on Lamar's dropbacks, you know, four targets, you know, it's fine. He went zero for zero, but this guy's going to get more involved as the season goes along. And we know how tough the Miami secondary is. So some of these receivers, these outside receivers can be isolated where they are going to rely more on their tight ends. Why can't this game be a shootout? And instead of going the Lamar side, which I'm kind of leaning to now, but why not going to the Tua Tungavailoa side and getting unique when it comes to that? 
So, Chill, I think you mentioned him and, like, Lawrence as guys that are in that price range to, like, Carr and getting off the chalk. Uh, who would you prefer in that in that range? Would you go Tua or would you go Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I Honestly, at this point, I might be leaning more towards golf than anybody else. <laughs> the more I mean, and more, that's the, second, the, that's the second highest total on the board, right? I uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, why not? I mean, and honestly, Jared Golf, Jared Golf at home has been pretty good. Um, I did see a really good uh, stat line here for him. Let me pull that up. So I gotta get in my fact check, fact check, fact check. Yeah. Uh, so uh, last year, uh, last year at home, Goff had a seventy percent completion percentage. He had thirteen touchdowns to three interceptions and a QB rating of ninety nine point five. So that was last year, and the Commanders are still missing Chase Young. And they will be without second round pick uh, their defensive tackle. So they're they actually have more injuries now on the defensive line. I mean, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna, you gonna stop me from stocking up Jared Goff. I mean, <laughs> and and Goff put up three hundred and nine yards and two touchdowns against the Commanders in Washington in twenty twenty when Young was healthy and their secondary was actually good. Dude, I mean, I was gonna play the Sun God anyway. So I mean, again. He 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 is my Pepsi product. Pepsi product. <laughs> Jared Goff is nothing but a taco, a salty taco, and I'm gonna need me a big drink. I mean, and that and that game does have um, a pretty good pace to it as well. Oh yeah, I love that game. I, I think the community loves that game, but for different reasons. So, and I mean, we'll get there when we get to the running back side. But yeah, when it comes to quarterbacks, I mean. I think a lot of people think that Wentz is a fluke, that he's not throwing for touch four touchdowns again, and I could totally see that. Well, um, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know where I heard this one, but like, everybody's treating Carson Wentz like Jameis Winston. He'll throw you in the game, he'll throw you out of the game, which makes him have to throw more. You can go the thirty for thirty. <laughs> I think Jameis wants to go thirty for thirty again. I mean, he is in the revenge game. That is true. That is true. I was surprised Baker didn't say anything about Jameis and the revenge game. It was the next thing that I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Fair. Fair. Uh, any other quarterbacks we want to mention before we move over to running backs? I mean, obviously, Baker, you're all about Jameis, I'm sure. Always in the player pool. I mean, Jameis in the revenge game. And it's not just because it's a revenge game. Everybody thinks like, oh, he played Tampa last year. Remember, he tore his ACL versus Tampa last year, so he didn't actually get to finish that game, and he was looking pretty good versus Tampa last year when he did get his quote-unquote revenge. He was on his way. So Jameis in the revenge game, definitely in the player pool. I'm upset that I didn't stick with you know what I do in playing more Jameis Winston last week, so we're getting back, we're getting back to what we do when we're playing Jameis Winston. <laughs> I like it. Chill, anybody else you want to mention? Honestly, I, I don't think I would be. I don't think I would hate. I don't think I hate going back to Mariota this week. Oh, that just sounds disgusting. And I was on Mariota I mean, with you last pass, week. Pass. I mean, the Rams couldn't. I, I I understand like 
Josh Allen is a different animal in terms of of rushing, but like they couldn't stop Jared Allen rushing. So like if Marcus Mariota gets you forty yards and a touch on the ground, and like I mean, and honestly, Atlanta Atlanta's offense was moving the ball pretty well until their play calling got a little tight. Fair. So I I don't think I'm against I don't think I'm against Mariota truthfully. Yeah, I just can't do it, brother, brother. But I mean, hey, it's each zero, it's each zero. All right, so let's get it. Uh, running backs looks like the uh, chalk du jour, of course, is going to be Saquon after he exploded last week. And I mean, this is probably the chalk I am okay eating. We saw what the Browns did against this Carolina front and their running backs absolutely crushed them. So if Saquon's going to get 30 plus touches against Carolina, I am perfectly fine with that chalk. And I'm going to go ahead and eat that. Uh, Daryl Henderson jr. Uh, if he gets a similar workload to what he did with in, in week one, getting 85% of the running back touches, I'm going to be okay with that because I don't think the price is enough to say, all right, I can fade him at this ownership, but I think so many of the Rams guys are going to be popular. I mean, like, we got the highest implied team total on the board. Yeah, I get it. But are we in a situation where we could feasibly fade him? I don't know. And then rounding up my top guys, uh, JT. Obviously, JT has to get the ball more, uh, in theory, because of their wide receiving core being absolutely depleted. Uh, Javante, Leonard Fournette. And CMC, of course, because his name's CMC. So out of this group, what chalk are you willing to eat and what chalk are you willing to fade? Baker, I'll go ahead and start with you. Can I answer this question tomorrow? No. No, that's not how this works. (laughs) (laughs) The people need the answers meow. And where I am stuck currently is Saquon Barkley because of like you you make a fantastic point he can absolutely be fantastic chalk and he can legitimately you know put me to bed at one o'clock I like I love Daniel Jones coming off of Saquon but if I'm not playing Daniel Jones or in lineups where I don't go Daniel Jones I'm like that's my biggest question to Saquon or not to Saquon because I think it's going to be a pop. Obviously, he will be popular. But do I say Quan or do I not say Quan? Do I say do I say Quan and CMC together? Or if I continue to see just Jonathan Taylor's ownership continuing to fall, do I just say screw them both and play JT? Well, I think because of the Pittman news, it might go right back up. I mean, yeah, I get the price tag is is expensive, but you know, who, who else is going to move the ball in this offense? I mean, you give me Jonathan Taylor anywhere close, anywhere in that 10% range as far as ownership, I'll play it all day. Fuck the price. Fair. Chill out of that group. Who are you fading and who are you, uh, who are you locking in? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of with Baker. Um, I'm still kind of wondering what to do with Saquon because that listen, ownership. Man, listen, it is final descent. The seatbelt sign is on. All right. We need to know. Who the hell are you playing? 
To be fair, Sully, you saw me building lineups five minutes before lock. All right. <laughs> and that didn't work out very well. <laughs> now, did it? Um, I, I don't, like I said, I'm still to me, Jonathan Taylor is just reminding me a lot of like people that just don't play Derrick Henry back in the day. A hundred percent agree. Like, oh, like even like Tennessee had nobody else and people still didn't play Derrick Henry. And this is kind of what this reminded me of is like people are just, oh, like, you know, they'll stop them or whatever. Yeah, but Derrick Henry's price didn't get to JT levels until like week seven. And I understand that, but people still even then didn't play Derrick Henry. I mean, that's true. But I mean, JT started off at 10-2 on FanDuel. He started off as the highest price running back on both sides. Like Derrick Henry was always like five, six. And then they're like, oh, crap, this dude is like a world beater. And he still didn't get up to the highest price running back until damn near week six, seven, eight before his injury. I think I would be more inclined as of now to play Jonathan Taylor over Saquon. I mean, because with more of the injury news coming out, like there's definitely some salary relief. I get it. I get it. Um, from an ownership perspective, from a lower end, um, two guys I want to point out uh, as far as low-owned plays that can actually create leverage and get you to where you need to go is Josh Jacobs. I know the name is disgusting, but another one of the running backs went on IR or is injured. I'm sorry. I don't think he's on IR. Um, everybody's playing Carr. Everybody's playing Devontae. What if... What if all the touchdowns or a portion of those touchdowns came via the running game? I would say, Josh, uh, CEH caught two, two touchdowns last week? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's it's a possibility that even uh, Jacobs could get maybe a touch on the ground. Or not on the ground, but through the air. And the good thing about Josh Jacobs is that he is, A, playing at 4 o'clock, and B, is literally the swaption from Devontae Adams. So if you're going into four o'clock drawing dead because your one o'clock guys didn't hit and you have Devontae Adams, he needs to get out of your lineup immediately. And you need to just go ahead and get on to Josh Jacobs. Uh, the, swap, the swap shit is CeeDee Lambs. You shut your mouth right now. Wow. CeeDee Lamb creates no leverage, bro. <laughs> no leverage. CeeDee Lamb... Well, one is less owned than Josh Jacobs is. Yeah, and, but yeah, but again, the path to De- Devontae Adams' failure is Josh Jacobs' success. Okay, Ceedee Lamb does not correlate anywhere close to Devontae Adams, bro. Or well, you, what does or, this mean? Or you just pray that the Raiders just completely blow. I mean, that could be, but Arizona completely blows. So you're not wrong about that. There's that. I mean, like, okay, if Devontae Adams is in your flex, you can go to Josh Jacobs. Correct. If Devontae Adams is in your wide receiver spot. Which you shouldn't be doing anyway. Okay. Then okay. Then okay. I get the CeeDee Lamb thing. Uh, The other guy I wanted to mention is Dame Harris going against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is very injured up front. Uh, Pittsburgh's run defense is uh, not atrocious, but, like, bottom third of the NFL. Uh, their backup running back is hurt, 
So I know we're clamoring for Ramondre Stevens season. I get it. But Dame Harris is the guy until further notice. And if the Patriots are going to be any type of successful, they're going to have to run the ball. And that's what they do anyway. So this is a puke game that no one wants to be a part of. Dame Harris is the direct pivot in price from Daryl Henderson Jr. You want to get weird. You want to get funky. I think Dame Harris is one of the guys that I would be targeting on Sunday. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against it. So anywhere else? You, anywhere you going to on the lower end of the spectrum as far as ownership? Um, maybe not as much as in terms of ownership, but like, is DeAndre Swift going to be playing? Yeah. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. Okay, because I was just gonna say, like, if he wasn't playing, then probably go to Jamal Williams. Oh, that'd be the free square, bro. The ultimate free square. Oh yeah. Um, no, in terms of running backs, like if you're looking to get a little weird, I'd probably go back to ETN, who should have caught maybe one or two touchdowns last week. He should have. Oh, he dropped the one, came out, and then James Robinson came and sniped it. So I mean, but catching it all. You know, in in a game that could have the old "quote unquote" sneaky shootout potential, it could. You know, if Indianapolis had any receivers to throw to, they got they got Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> they got Naheem Hines. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, Ed, I, I, can I, yeah, I, I can get by. I heard Adrian James is uh, suiting up on Sunday for him to play receiver as well. Listen, if Marvin Harrison ain't coming out there, Reggie Wayne, I don't give a damn. I mean, Dallas Clark might be uh, up. Marcus Pollard, any Marcus Pollard for you? Anyway, uh, <laughs> last oh, Col- I like those things. Uh, last Colts player, Brandon Stokely. Anybody? No. Okay. Dude, be Stoke. <laughs> who is the dude? Who is the one? Um, the one Ohio State receiver, the 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 white one. The white one. He yeah. wasn't white. He was actually oh, Spanish, okay. actually. Yeah, yeah, Spanish. Spanish. Anthony yeah. Gonzalez. Anthony Gonzalez. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With a last name like Gonzalez, I'm guessing you're Spanish. Like I've never met a white person with the last name Gonzalez. My bad. My bad. Don't mean to be racist here at the deli, but I thought he was white. I apologize. You look at him. I get that. <laughs> uh, anybody else we missed at the running back position that could uh, have some intrigue before you move over to wide receiver? Instead of playing Damian Harris, I would actually kind of prefer Chase Edmonds. He's a little bit cheaper. Like if, if you're looking to get off of the Daryl Henderson, I like I get it. Damian Harris is, you know, saying he's a touchdown maker, blah, 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 blah. He has zero involvement in, in the passing game. The Patriots have to score. He has to score in order for him to get to, to, to be targets last week, bro. And that'll probably be his he'll probably end the season with three targets. Let's be real. Uh I know. Right. You know, you want to talk about somebody who's a I'm saying He's the second tier of workhorse because you basically have five to six running backs in the NFL that average, you know, 80% of their snaps, touches, blah, 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 blah. Everybody else is in that 60% range, which is where Chase Edmonds fell week one. So you want to talk about somebody who's quote unquote the guy. He is the workhorse. And I'm I'm speaking to a Dolphins fan as well. <coughs> Chase Edmonds is the guy, but he's priced like he's in a committee. I would much rather, if I'm going to try to come off of Daryl Henderson, go to Chase Edmonds than Damian Ayers. I mean, it's I'm not against it. Um, I, I mean, it 
again, like we said on Wednesday, the Baltimore Miami game is going to end fourteen to seven or like twenty eight twenty five. Like that. That's it. Like that game is a shootout or it's a struggle. True that. True that. And, and, again, and with Chase Edmonds, you're just hoping, you know, what, four receptions for 40 yards, and he's got to rush for about 50 and fall into the end zone? I mean, you give me that. We're in the building. I, I'm i not against it. All right, let's head over to wide receiver. Um, besides Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, I feel like ownership is pretty, pretty, pretty spread out. Um, I think you can go a myriad of directions um, when it comes to Sunday. If you want to get off Devontae, uh, like a lot of people thought going up to Cooper Cup was the move, but I think people are just going to stay in that range and just pay for Cooper Cup. Um, you, I, I don't think there's going to be any builds where you can play them together. But uh, uh, I, with, with all of these created, uh, oh, well, you'd have to throw a create a wide receiver in your flex and uh... – <laughs> and correct torch and call it a day. Right. I mean, you could, but I, I, that's definitely not what I want to do. But listen, like I said, a lot of it's spread out. So I think uh, what Baker was mentioning off air is that T. Higgins is getting some steam a little bit because he's clear of concussion protocol. But I think his ownership is still going to be low enough to the point where you can kind of squeeze him in. But as far as slate breakers go as far as like key marquee receivers at very low ownership i think there's three guys and i want your opinion on these three guys and i think uh baker's already alluded to one of them so slate breakers at potential slate breakers at lower ownership go cd lamb score mclaurin and dk metcalf those guys are going to come well below five percent not well below, but right at 5%, maybe less. And we've seen the upside of these guys. So if no one wants to play Terry McLaurin in this potential high-scoring game, that's an option. If no one wants to play DK Metcalf, and we've seen his ceiling with Geno, and we saw two receivers get loose in a monsoon last week against San Francisco, so why not DK? And, of course, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is going to be trailing this entire game, let's be honest. Yes, I know he can't catch. However, if he gets enough targets from Cooper Rush, he can convert some of those. And if a couple of them are deep targets, longer targets, this could be a guy that we're talking about, oh, I, I he gets a buck 10 and one, and we're like, well, should have seen that coming. So tell me about your opinion on those three guys and – is there someone else that I could be missing that could be a potential slate breaker that you need in your lineups? Well, so for, you can go ahead. You need to ask your permission. Whoever wants to start, you can go. Well, uh, I mean, you kind of already mentioned this, but uh, we'll, we'll get to this uh, bit of the segment now. Uh, you're at the bar. The lights are getting real low. I know. It's bad six of our receiver. Oh, God. It's, it's getting real low, kind of looking for somebody to take home. You don't care. You just don't want to go home alone. You're sick of cuddling that pillow. There she is. You say, screw it. I'm in. Oh, God. And the fat chick at the bar this week is none other than Terry McLaurin. Hey! 
I mean, no, nobody's playing Terry McLaurin from this Washington Commanders game. Uh, I mean, again, Detroit last week got baked through the air uh, against A.J. Brown. Um, all of the ownership's going to Gibson. It's going to Curtis Samuel. Uh, it's going to Dotson. Um, Terry McLaurin, certainly on a skill level, is higher. Um, this is way better than those three, uh, obviously. And then, uh, again, Carson Wentz can can throw you in the game. He can throw you out of the game. But if he's throwing interceptions, at least you know he's got to pass more. So, um, I mean, you mentioned Debo um, at this point. Uh, we're just calling him at this point. He's the uh, he's the wide wide back. I, I heard somebody call him. The, is that would that be appropriate? Yeah, it's pretty appropriate. But the thing about Debo is that what was sneaky at the beginning of the week has gotten steamed to the point where he's going to be very popular. And once Debo is popular, I'm out. Uh, on DraftKings, he is not popular. On FanDuel. Fan.com. On FanDuel.com. I'd much rather take. Tyreek Hill at the same price over Debo Samuel. Uh, ag- agreed. Um, and then at this point, if you don't want to play Greg Dortch, you just go down to Hollywood because nobody's going to be playing Hollywood. You got to go up to Hollywood, way up to uh, Hollywood. In, ter- in terms of ownership. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you mentioned them. Um, with Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's ownership is kind of um, – kind of higher than what I thought it was going to get to at the beginning of the week. Um, I I would probably just go down in terms of ownership and price to Jalen Waddle. I mean, I agree. You, you, you'll get no, you'll get no pushback from me on that. And then, um, I mean, if we think Jalen Ramsey is just about as good as burnt toast, you'd probably go back to Drake London since I met, mentioned Mariota. <laughs> you just had to get a Jalen Ramsey insult in there, didn't you? I like Jalen Ramsey, but is Studer on the show right now? I mean, I, I like Ramsey. He's arguably top three corner in the league, but he's arguably top one corner in the league. But that's for another kind. Not according to Steph Diggs. I mean, Steph Diggs might be arguably wide receiver one in the league. Who knows? He's not. What do you mean, who knows? I know. Stop it. I, I know. Hey, Sully, you're still losing that Justin Jefferson Steph Diggs bitch. By the way. You are one hundred percent correct. <laughs> however, however, I'm still up on you, so or still even at best, because Gino is still the starting quarterback in uh, Seattle. So uh, suck it. Yeah. I mean, Drew Lock couldn't have led him to the win. That's for sure. Oh, Drew Lock would have blew out Denver. Shut your mouth. He would have thrown the ball to Denver because he probably would have <laughs> thought he still played for him. <laughs> Big facts. We didn't get the Drew Lock revenge game. <laughs> we could have had the Drew Lock revenge narrative. Oh my god, I would have played so also, many showdowns with Drew Lock as captain. If Drew Lock is a listener of the show, I apologize. Please hit the subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, he's uh the, the, the dislike button on him would be uh, about five times the size of anybody else's. No, that's not true because he knows even though the deli is full of Drew Lock haters, there is one Drew Lock lover in here, always and forever, just like my boy Luther said. Until until you know when we always ask the question on how many of your yearly teams do you have Drew Lock and you say zero. I don't even have backup quarterbacks, like backup starting quarterbacks. Nah, man, so believe, believe, believe in your conviction. That's all I ask. 
So yeah, Drew Locke's still definitely going to hit that dislike button. I mean, to be fair, Sully doesn't have Geno on his one team that he has in fantasy either. So I'm not going to have Geno Smith on my damn team either. <laughs> Let's see. I, I own Josh Allen, for Christ's sakes. Do you think there will ever be a scenario? If, if that- you are a Drew Geno believer, you would, you would, you would do it. But I think even Geno Smith would be like, well, he's got Josh Allen. Like. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you look at my roster, like, why the hell you need me? <laughs> I mean, come on. The hell? Like, Geno Smith would probably start Josh Allen over Geno Smith. That is a fact. 100% fact. Like, hey, man, leave me an FA. I'm good. Don't waste no fab on me, bro. <laughs> Fake news. Fab? <laughs> fab? <laughs> you think you're getting in a Venom War for Geno Smith? I mean, I'm sure there's a super flex league out there like, oh, man, I better spend 10% of my fab to try to get Geno. I'm in a 12-team super flex league, and Geno Smith is currently a free agent. Hey, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the guys that just lost Dak Prescott, all right? They need somebody. Why not Gino? Gross. Hey, listen, we're on the wide receiver segment, okay? I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> I digress. So, I, Baker. I, I think I started this this time. You don't have to digress. I think this one was on me. Right. Any thoughts at low on wide receivers, bro? All right. First question. I'm currently looking at something that tells me Cooper Cup is almost half the ownership of Devontae Adams. Am I missing something? Yeah, their prices. <laughs> right. <laughs> the uh the, the 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 severe not severe, but the pretty big price gap. I mean, I, I get the price gap. And Cooper Cup is fantastic. And Devontae Adams is also fantastic. And I understand next week Justin Jefferson is going to be priced higher than both of them. But what? You heard me. Don't what me. You think Justin Jefferson is gonna come in at 10K? He should. I mean, he plays on Monday night, so he's probably not going to get him. You know, yeah, he's oh. not going to get a price bump. Yeah. He, oh, his price bump came from when he beat the Packers. Bro, he beat the Packers. <laughs> knock it off. Justin Jefferson single handedly beat the Packers. He scored more points than the Packers did. Well, uh, if uh, if Watson didn't drop a ball, I'm just saying, Justin Jefferson scored more points than the Packers. Anyway, I move on. So one. That's that. That just stands out to me, like the fact that I, I understand the price difference, the price discrepancy is the same with you know uh, JT and Saquon Barkley. The huge price difference leads to Saquon Barkley being you know the chalk du jour, where uh, JT. It makes me want to play Cooper Cup that much more. Not gonna lie, but when it comes to playing Saquon Barkley, the on the flip side of that, I'm in love with DJ Moore right now. Like DJ Moore might be my lock of the week right now, for two Who's reasons. Quarterback, I don't know. Some, okay, some some person from Hollywood, I think. I think he's. A, I, I think I think he's from Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, he's a paid actor. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, he's he's part of the uh, Actors Guild of America. Facts, but we just saw we just saw this Giants uh, secondary get torched by who? Like, like Ryan Tannehill had 19 fantasy points throwing to wide receivers named what? I mean, Ryan Dodge Tannehill. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Also, wide receiver. Ryan Tannehill well, Ryan, well, Ryan Phillips had also, his team as the one seed. He had his team as the one seed. That's fine. But Ryan Phillips and Dontrell Hilliard was who he was throwing to in the secondary. Not nearly the talent of 
uh, a uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, but Baker Mayfield's not even a fifth of the talent of Brian Tannehill. Big facts. Debatable. Debatable. And again, Dr. Hurd is a running back, okay? You want a damn wide receiver. Debatable. Definitely debatable, chill. <laughs> debatable. Knock it off. Debatable. That like you like you're you're not just about to walk away with Ryan Tannehill's more talented than Baker Mayfield. Like, he is. He's not. He is. You cannot definitively say that. Definitively say that. But but you put you put Ryan Tannehill on those Browns teams that Baker was on, like they're gonna do way better. They would have made the playoffs last year. Could have been the one seed. Tennessee was the one seed without Derrick Henry. So you get off of this Baker Mayfield bullshit. I mean, I'm not I'm not even on Baker Mayfield. I'm trying to tell DJ Moore right now. For You're fun. pissing me off, Baker. Because DJ Moore still needs to get the ball from somebody serviceable, okay? And Baker Mayfield is trash. And and and, and Anderson seems to be more of his guy because he insulted him. Right. Like when you change your name, okay, you get the ball, all right? So I, I just no, no, no. I mean, I. Uh, so I am, <laughs> I am playing uh, DJ Moore <laughs> as a one-off. However, I don't feel good about it. Like uh, if this was a non-Saquon Barkley lineup, you best believe DJ Moore would come nowhere near it. I'd rather play Judy. I'd rather play several receivers in that price range, but definitely Judy over DJ Moore. There's just no way. I pick pick a receiver in that price range. I'm taking pick a receiver in that price range. I'm taking DJ Moore. Bet. Hold on. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And, and I'm, wasting, I'm wasting a lot of time with this, but Baker, this is gonna be an L. You're gonna hold. Oh, I'm not holding this L. Like and, how far? How far in the price range can we go? Like plus or minus? Man, I, I'm gonna leave the integrity up to you to pick somebody within the price range. I'm not gonna give you parameters. I, okay, I'm picking T. Higgins. That's fine. You look. Where, 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 where is DJ Moore in this spectrum? 5700 on DK. Yes. Yes. And T. Oh, Higgins God. is 5900. So yes, that's a that's a that's perfectly within the spectrum. So don't you? Oh, I'll take Jerry Judy at 56. I'll take Rashad Bateman at 55. I said a receiver. I didn't say. I'll take Allen Robinson at fifty-five. Pick the entire I'll, fucking field. I'll take Amari <laughs> Cooper at fifty-four. <laughs> which, which one of those do you want? Pick one. Jerry Judy. Okay, because if you would have said Amari Cooper, I would have slapped you. I did. No, if you would have actually said Amari Cooper for the one, the one person, then I would have just slapped you. Oh, like, oh, 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 yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, Amari Cooper is playing at home where he tends to shine. And I guess my question to you guys: Does the Jet do the Jets have a good rush defense that they were actually able to hold the Ravens, or no, did the no. Ravens just have? It's the fact that the Ravens had nobody. No, that's the one highlight of their team. Actually, is their run D. So, so should we play? Should we play the Browns wide receivers? I respectfully disagree about when it, to, when it comes to the uh, Jets run D. <laughs> I, I mean, he he is the resident Jets guy, so I got to go to him. You know? Right. Believe me when I tell you that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are not going to have, like, the best of days. Okay? They're going to be good, but I don't think there's a slate breaker in either of those two. So there's that. Well, Nick Chubb can always be a slate breaker for that, but I digress. 
But my last point that I will make on DJ Moore, as I've been trying to make for the last 10 minutes, is the fact that the Giants' number one number one cornerback just so happens to be out. They play man coverage more than – or going by week one and the preseason. They play more man coverage than any team in the NFL. They play a lot of cover zero, which DJ Moore is elite at beating man coverage. So you give DJ Moore the ability to run after the catch, beating somebody off the line. I'm taking DJ Moore all day, every day, and tomorrow Sunday. Fair. All right. We're yeah. like past the hour mark. Let's just slap the crap out of tight ends and defenses real quick. <laughs> uh, we know the chalk. Alberto, Tyler Higby, Jawan Johnson for some reason. Um, so give me one guy that is off the reservation that you are considering playing tomorrow, Chill. Off the reservation? Oh, yeah. Because this right. is a contrarian show and we get off the board. Uh, Unless you're locking in those guys, then you know that, that, that's fine. You can accept that you're going to eat some chalk at the, at a uh, tight end. It's okay. If I gotta go a little off the reservation, I, I I'm going to look at Evan Ingram. Go on. That that's that's just that that's who I'm going to look at. And then other than that, I might. Although it might not be super contrarian, but maybe just go pay up for Mark Andrews. Andrews is going to be popular, bro. That's all, well. I said not contrarian. Oh, fair, fair. I still don't believe. I still don't believe it, but I guess maybe I should. <laughs> People lie. Numbers don't. Baker, Gosh. anybody off the reservation at tight end? I don't have anybody off the res. I'm just going to have a bunch of Darren Waller, honestly. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, if it's something that you want to stick to the script with this Sunday, then I 100% feel you on that. Um, as I alluded to earlier, like Isaiah Likely is my guy. Again, Dolphin secondary is a very tough matchup for their outside guys, DuVernay and Bateman. And I think they're going to really heavily rely on the tight ends and the running game this week. So um, Isaiah Likely, I know, posted a donut for us. But again, he is still at the men. Um, and, you know, he was third in targets. He got four targets. You know, so, I mean, I, I think this could be a game where he could be relied on more heavily another week of experience in this offense. And, you know, if you want to go off the cup, off the reservation, just a little bit, I think uh, I'm going to tout Isaiah Likely until it's a thing. Just like everybody keeps touting Kyle Pitts until it's a thing. Kyle Pitts has done freaking nothing in America. And yet he still prices an elite tight end. Please stop with this bullshit with this guy. He's done nothing in America. He is so talented. <laughs> is so like he is so good. However, I, I need you to I need you to put like fantasy points on like my teams, and he he doesn't do that. If so. every game was across the pond, he would be like he'd be the best tight end ever. You're not wrong. Defenses. Who are we not playing besides the Bengals? <laughs> Bengals membership is so high. <laughs> I'm having zero Bengals. I'm telling you that right now. Don't do I'm it. I'm having 100%. I'm just it's locking a, it. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. I'm I mean, t- his boy, his boy Cooper Rush. I'm telling you right now, so <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Are, are you are you going to be at, at Studer's house tomorrow? Uh, so the girls get picked up at like 10 ish. So if I get all my adult stuff done, potentially. So I don't know yet. Okay. 
Because I'll be like, if I'm not drunk as fuck at four o'clock, I'm just going to be saying every time Cooper Rush does something, every time Zeke, every time Tony Pollard, every time CeeDee Lamb accidentally catches a pass, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. If I played you until like the second play of the game where Cooper Rush shows a pick six. Yeah, when that pick six goes, (laughs) Baker goes to sleep. Baker just passed out. He's done. I mean, I was drunk as fuck last week drinking those 11% beer. Shit. Yeah, man. Wherever you found those at, just leave them there. Oh, they were delicious. It's just, woo. It's like a ton of bricks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know it's really gross, but if you really want to play the Falcons defense here, Kind of reminds me of the old school Jets defense. Don't even do that. Don't, don't just give me four to seven and get out of there. I mean, let's not act like the Rams' offensive line was anything to write home about. I would much rather play the Saints at twenty-four. I'm not mad about playing the Saints either. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather play the Saints. But that, I, mean, that, that is- I mean, but Matt Stafford will at least throw interceptions. I mean, so was Tom Brady, of course, but. Well, when we Stafford. realize that Tom Brady has nobody to throw to. Yeah, and then Uncle Lenny's going to get 40 attempts. That's perfectly fine. He'll get 40 attempts for 42 yards. Damn. Total I mean, yards, that is. That doesn't include his catches. Did, did Cordero Patterson have himself a game last week against that Saints defense? He yeah. did. He definitely did. Cordero Patterson is just the, the fucking virus that won't die. He's like the coronavirus. He just keeps coming back every time you think you're past it. Um, also, I, I I don't mind the Patriots defense in the, game that, in the game that nobody wants to play. Yeah, why not play the defense? Makes sense. I mean, actually, if you get a 40, actually either either one of those defenses might be fine. I will give. Yeah, one I mean, if you can afford it, get up to the Rams or get up to the Browns, right? Last take on defense: like everybody's, I feel like people are falling over themselves to play this uh, Lions Washington game. Either deep, I, preferably the Lions defense in that game, because I'm I'm not seeing the appeal in that game. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, listen, I, I mean, <laughs> you'll see when <laughs> that game goes bananas. But uh, if, if you want to get really weird, why not just play the Seahawks defense against Trey Lance? It is rainy in San, in, uh, San Francisco, so it's, it's, uh, the weather is going to be okay though. From what this is saying, uh. Looks I don't give a like, damn about the Is Trey Lance the quarterback? Yes. But okay. The thing with Trey Lance is he just tends to throw more incompletions than interceptions. Like, he's so bad, he still can't throw the other team the ball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is kind of bad on a new level, not going to lie. Um, and, I mean, if you believe in the Jets' rush defense, you might be able just to play the Jets' defense. Because Jacoby Brissett did throw the Panthers a couple of gifts that they dropped last week. I think he's just like anti-turn the ball over. I think it's just like I mean, uh, uh, I, I mean, he, I mean, he is. But again, if you believe that the Jets' rush defense is going to be good and they're going to make him throw, they said he threw a couple bad passes to the Panthers. They just couldn't catch him. Too true. Too true. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, Baker, who is breaking the slate tomorrow? Who is the one guy that you need on your roster, a la Justin Jefferson from last week and the Steelers defense to a well greater extent, actually? But um, who is the guy that you need on your team this week to break the slate? Cooper Cup's putting people night-night. 
Cooper them th- Cooper, three of them things for Cooper Cup. I know it's not it's not a crazy, it's not off the wall. I know that's what you're used to me saying, things that are off the wall. You probably thought I was going to say something Cooper Rush or DJ Moore related. Nope, Cooper Cup putting you to bed. You don't play him. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> I would never disagree with someone saying Cooper Cup is that dude. Never. Never disagree. Chill. Who is who is putting everybody to sleep tomorrow? I mean, I said it on Wednesday. I'll just go back to it today. Jamar Chase breaking the slate. And you just get ah, chilly. Damn it! <laughs> Why are you making me play Jamar Chase? You don't have to. I mean, again, you know, these are the conviction. You know, what if plays? He is a swaption. So I mean, he he, he does provide a good swaption. I mean, you could if. If you need to swap from Adams to Chase. Yeah, it all depends on what that, that one o'clock be like, though. That's true. When Saquon fails. He could. There's a path. There's always a path to failure for damn near everybody. So I think uh, I, I think my guy, I was going to say Devontae Adams. I think he, he's going to be, you know, super popular. I 100% get that. But I think this matchup is a little too juicy to pass up. Uh, when you have over a 40%, you know, market share in your team targets, uh, which will come down, uh, let's be honest here. But, uh, you know, I, I was going to play it safe and say Devontae, but I'm going to go a little off the reservation and say Cheetah. I think Tyreek Hill is the guy you need tomorrow to win tournaments. I think he's going to eat this Ravens defense alive. Tyreek Hill is my guy. So you heard it. Your receiving court needs to be Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, and uh, Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. I mean, your quarterback's got to be Cooper Rush in that damn instance. Absolutely. <laughs> and put Noah, Noah Brown in the flex. Dot, dot, yep. Because you got the <laughs> Noah Brown to uh, Cooper, <laughs> to Cooper Rush. <laughs> With the Chase bring back. With the Chase bring back. Look, look at it. Lineup builders right here. Got him. <laughs> Uh, I'll get the mop buckets. Yeah, go ahead and get the buckets. Turn off the grill. Before you go, don't forget to hit like and subscribe on your way out. And again, and again, we are accepting applications. So if you're that guy that wants to jump on and be, you know, complete morons with us, go right ahead. Submit your applications to DFS Deli on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to like and subscribe, like I mentioned. We're going to go ahead and close up that shop. And, of course, we'll see you all at the top. Thanks for listening. Peace.